Hello, I'm Constitutional Attorney Katherine Henry. Welcome to the Constitution Segment Recap for Season 2, Episode 18 of Restore Freedom Weekly. This week, we got to cover a case of my dear freedom-fighting friend, Foshin, as seen in the picture here, and how he's been denied due process in his case. Now, keep in mind, this is just the simple recap. So if you want to hear that full, long, robust discussion on his case, what led to it, um, what the charges are or what they're not, or uh, what other information happened, uh, you're going to have to watch that full episode, the link for which is on page two of the slideshow. And the link for the slideshow, as always, is in the description of today's segment. So freedom fighter Foshin is denied due process. The government says you've committed an offense and you must appear in court. Well, uh, everyone knows this requirement um, now includes that you're given due process of law. That would include providing you with notice of when and, where, when and where your hearing is, which judge will preside, if the charges are civil or criminal against you, what the law is that they allege that you broke, and well, the court file numbers. You can file responses or motions you deem necessary, have an attorney file an appearance on your behalf, or a wide variety of other things. These are common rights that um, even if you're not an attorney, even if you're not familiar with criminal procedures, it's, it seems like common sense. Well, yeah, I should have the right to know where the hearing is, what the charges are, uh, what law they claim I broke, a court file number. Oh, yeah, this is obvious, right? Well, our freedom-fighting friend and First Amendment auditor, Foshin, or This is a Public Service is his YouTube channel, he's being denied this very kind of due process. So in the episode this week, we discussed his case. We discussed, well, the background that led to the case. We, we discussed in detail the hearing that he had that very day on Tuesday, which is why I was late in getting back because I live farther from the courthouse than he does. And uh, we also discussed what his uh, legal options are. Now, I'm not going to actually take time to go over any of his case specifics um, in too much detail other than to point you out to some examples later. But instead, um, we're going to go over what some of those requirements are for due process. Uh, that brings me to the true or false question of the week. As always, you can answer our true or false question on our Telegram or YouTube channels. This week, of course, was due process requires the government to give you written notice of the specific charges against you before your very first court appearance. And again, you can answer those on Tuesday starting at 10 a.m. on our Telegram or YouTube channel, Telegram, excuse me, t.me slash restore freedom or youtube.com slash restore freedom. Just to make sure to answer those questions or those polls, participate before 10 p.m. on Tuesdays when we post the answer. So like I mentioned, our freedom fighting friend Foshin is having his due process rights being denied. And we went over his case, the background, the specifics of the hearing that was held this week, what his legal options are going forward, answering his questions that he has um, in the general sense of things. But I want to point out to you guys, uh, and this is where I'm going to give you just some of the specifics of his case in order to frame our discussion uh, for this 10 minute recap here. You are required under due process, you're required to be given notice of which judge will preside in your case, if the charges are civil or criminal, what law they allege you broke, the court file number of this case so that you can file documents or have an attorney file an appearance. Of course, there's other rights involved, but the ones that are noted in black here, which are the ones that I just read out loud, those are the ones that Foshin is being denied, outright flatly denied. He is not being told um, in writing 
a judge that will be presiding over his case. He's not being told in writing whether his charges are civil or criminal in nature. He's not even told verbally, let alone in writing, what law it is that he allegedly broke. He's only given notice of two CFRs or Code of Federal Regulations that by themselves are not a crime to violate. Uh, and he's not given a court file number, so no attorney can file a response. He can't file a motion. The whole thing is, um, well, it's a denial of due process. So uh, if you want to take a look at the Code of Federal Regulations, those are those CFRs. That's what he's charged with in, in this case. It'll give you a better understanding of what's going on here. And it gets us back to the conversation of what is a law, which we've talked about many times. I've had full episodes on it. We've talked in the past about um, resolutions. We've talked in the past about executive orders. We've talked about uh, regulations. We've talked about a wide variety of things. Uh, but go ahead and just take a look at those Code of Federal Regulations. And this one shows you that they were up to date through um, 511. I pulled them actually on 5, uh, 515, I believe, but they were up to date as of a few days before that. And this just gives you an example of the particular title subtitle, uh, chapter, subchapter, and part that we were looking at in terms of his case, because he's charged with um, supposedly violating two CFRs, which again are not laws, um, and violating them is not a violation of law. Um, but the numbers for those are in the 7400s, so that is in part 102-74 of Title 41. So it's 41 CFR 102-74.420 420 and 0 0.385, which we'll see in a minute. 0.385, this is the entirety of it says, persons in and on property must at all times comply with official signs of a prohibitory regulatory or directory nature and with the lawful direction of federal police officers and other authorized individuals. So what's interesting about that is that it doesn't say it is an offense or it is a crime to violate this section or that if you violate this section, then it is a misdemeanor or it's a felony or there's a possible penalty of 90 days in jail or a $5,000 fine or anything like that doesn't say that whatsoever. The other section that he's charged with is um, violating, supposedly, uh, I'll just call it section 420. And it's termed actually in the context of being a question, what is the policy concerning photographs for news, advertising, or commercial purposes, uh, except where security regulations, rules, orders, or directives apply, or a federal rule or order prohibits it, persons entering in or on federal property may take photographs of building entrances, lobbies, foyers, corridors, and auditoriums for news purposes. And that subsection C there is what he was doing. He was taking photographs of entrances, lobbies, foyers, corridors, et cetera, that were open to the public. We're not talking about uh, parts of the federal um, building that are closed off to the public. Um, but instead, um, those that are open to the general public in this sense. Now, I'm going to point you to um, a local federal court rule. So you can look at your federal court rules, which you showed, and we've shared them in week 14, Freedom Fighting Tools this uh, season. But there's, there's going to be uh, your rules, federal rules of civil procedure, federal rules of uh, criminal procedure, federal rules of evidence, um, some other specialty rules. But also keep in mind that your local courts often might have their own local rules, federal or state that we're talking about. And his case is in a federal district court, specifically the Middle District of Florida, and they have their own local court rules, which are found easily on their website. Now look at this, Rule 1.05, Docketing and Assignment. On receipt of an initial paper, 
the very first thing to bring you to court. The clerk must classify the paper as civil, criminal, or miscellaneous, assign a district number, randomly assign a particular district judge, magistrate judge, or both. Um, and that judge is carried on through the whole case unless by, it's changed by court order. Now, what's interesting here is that um, this is a Florida local rule for this federal district court that they apparently just ignore because Potion has been called into court twice and never been given um, uh, the assignment on a paper as to whether it's criminal or civil or miscellaneous. Um, he has not been sign assigned a specific judge, at least as far as he's been made aware, and some other due process requirements. Now, I want to also point you to a United States Supreme Court case, excuse me, Court of Appeals case um, from 2008 that it, it just it references a lot of U.S. Supreme Court cases and brings together, drives this point home. So even if you're in a district outside of the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, it still has some value here to you. But basically just talking about how the U.S. Supreme Court made it very clear in two cases that a criminal conviction for a violation of a regulation, these CFRs, is it's permissible to do that only if there is a statute, Congress makes the laws here, if there is a statute explicitly providing that violation of that regulation is a crime. If there's no law, if there's no federal law that specifically spells out that violating a federal regulation is a crime, then you can violate that regulation all you want. It's not a crime. So I also included in here um, some other language right from um, those federal court cases and other uh, uh, Supreme Court cases, et cetera, to give you more um, reasoning or, or help behind those points. But I wanted to make sure to point you out to the due process clauses of both the Fifth and the Fourteenth Amendment, as of course, uh, to our state constitutions in Michigan and Florida. I always like to include those as well. But that no person shall be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. Also, the Sixth Amendment, you have a whole bunch of rights which are relevant to our discussion here today, but the one I want to give you, uh, the piece of that that is most relevant is to be informed of the nature and cause of the accusation. So that is uh, very important and um, something that you have a right to in any kind of criminal case. Uh, make sure to check out our full episode for more information, that Wednesday way, way to get involved challenge, uh, tomorrow's Freedom Fighting Tools, and of course, join us again next week for our next full episode of Restore Freedom Weekly. Thanks so much, guys. Have a great day.